The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Welcome back to Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Gunnar with me, Chris King. Hello. No time for previously on Snap because, Chris King, I loved this hour of Marvel maybe more than any hour of Marvel outside of the end of Endgame, that last battle. Like, we, really? we got everything right. We got right, but things- did you did did you just enjoy it because everything was right? Yes. Is that all? <laughs> it totally it totally vindicated it it made up for WandaVision for getting everything wrong on WandaVision. Like I think I think it's funny that you're blaming and and I'm fine with it because we've talked about it multiple times. I do like that now we're in the context of listen, Marvel got it wrong because they didn't go with any of our predictions. That was their fault. This time they did, and that's why it went right. That was the deal. But this like, is the best television because it's exactly what we said it should be. I feel like we got everything right. I, yeah. I, I mean, he who remains, he they got it right, but they was, also got oh, King right. They, I, I just want to talk about it. I just yeah, want to yeah. talk about it. because. But you know what the thing is? The only thing I would say, I, I have – well, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it when he says it. But there's a lot of good stuff. But I, I kind of, I, I kind of want to spend some time talking about who it's good for. Little, little teaser. Yeah, but, I um, mean, there's so much. I mean, I got a little bit of stuff. Uh, not, not a whole lot. A couple. Honestly, of though, a lot of it is just one person talking. Which I love <laughs> this episode. Yeah, I yeah. It's just, love. it's just dropping the juxtaposition. I mean, it, it's also that's exactly how WandaVision ended, right? I mean, it was just the villain explaining what was happening which is fun, so which what we need. in this like, days and then yeah um but yeah it's good okay i'm, I'm just ready let's all right so let's just get in the deets episode six for all time always which of course is the tva punchline or saying i don't know what you would call it uh it's their mantra uh it was written by eric martin uh directed by katie heron and aired on i have july 4th but i think it was july 14th uh <laughs> 2021 on Disney Plus. So, Chris, uh, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to pass it over to you. But as you know, I like to overanalyze every second of dialogue. Yeah. And I, I can I just take the lead because I yeah. broke down yeah, yeah. that opening credits. Yeah. Like yeah. there is so much in there. And I don't know if you watch it. Do you watch it with the subtitles at all or? No, I don't understand why that's, that's like everyone I know does that now. Like there's this growing number of people that are watching TV with the subtitles. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't normally do, do it, but when we do these rewatches, like the last, yeah. like my, my final one where I take notes, um, I like it because especially when I was breaking down these opening scenes for a lot of them up until a certain point, they kind of told you broke everything. Down. So, so here's the opening credits. So as you know, there's just all sorts of, dialogue and music and sound effects all kind of weave together. So here is uh here's a list of everything that we heard during that opening. So it, it opens with that song from uh, probably most famously in Endgame at the end where caps dancing with, uh, with uh, Sharon Carter. And also it's played in winter soldier when Nick Fury comes to see her set. It's been a long, long time. Kiss me once and kiss me twice. And kiss me once again. 
So that song is, is playing in the beginning. Yeah. So, so then we get Iron Man's Repulsor. We get Falcon and Civil War saying, way to go, Tic Tac. We get Hope from the first Ant-Man saying, that's how you punch. We hear Hulk roaring. We then hear Wakanda Forever from Black Panther, either from Infinity War or a Black Panther, not sure which one. Uh, we hear Spider-Man shooting his web slinger. Uh, then we get uh, You Wouldn't Have Heard From Me, a line that Scott says to Falcon and Ant-Man. You get uh, Dance Off Bro by Peter Quill and Guardians. And then one of the other great lines in all of Marvel, he's a friend from work, Thor from <laughs> Ragnarok. Uh, you get the two caps in Endgame where the one cap says, I could do this all day. And, the, and America's ass caps like, yeah, I know. Um, we hear mirror mirror kind of flying through the air. Yeah. Um, we get Hank Pym from the first Ant-Man saying, I'll show you ferocity. You get mm-hmm. uh, a line from Karen Danver, or, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, saying higher, further, faster, baby. Uh, we then get uh, another great line in Infinity War, Loki to Thanos when he says we have a Hulk. Um, then we get uh, we get Korg, my one of my favorites. Which did you see the video with? Korg yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and like, I, I, so I don't know why I'm not much of a Deadpool fan because it's just comic books but 12 people I counted it 12 people sent me that no one ever sends me clips ever no one like but I, I got 12 people sending me that and I was clip one of, of them, Deadpool and I think yeah, yeah yeah you are you are it is really really good I, I just love Korg he might be one of my favorites me too, me too. we get him yeah. we're gonna jump on the spaceship and get out of here which actually I went back and watched it the actual line in Ragnarok is different Ragnarok he says gonna hop on that genome spaceship so I don't know why they changed the line. Goes, I don't know. I, I, but but that I didn't look it up at all. But is that is um the good guy? What was it? What is the new Ryan Reynolds movie called? The oh guy? yeah, Free Guy, I think. Yeah, but is that is that a Disney movie too? Like I didn't understand it was, why. It was like one of the last ever Fox movies. No, no, no. The Ryan Reynolds movie that yeah. they were talking about with Deadpool and yeah, yeah. it's a Fox movie. It's a Fox movie. Oh, because Fox owns it. Of course. Yeah, Disney yeah. owns everything. Okay, that makes sense. It's it's yeah, that whole dynamic is pretty cool, but also a little scary because essentially Disney owns literally everything. Yeah. Everything. All right. So then we get Who the Hell is Bucky, which is obviously Bucky from Winter Soldier. Yeah. I have a plan, Peter Quill Guardians. Wow. Um, I've got Red in my ledger, Natasha, to Loki and Avengers. Um, I've come to bargain which is Dr. Strange uh, talking to Dormammu in Dr. Strange. I was born yesterday, which was vision to Ultron and age of Ultron. You got from uh, the Avengers, puny God Hulk to Loki. Um, you're big. I fought bigger, which was Thor in Thor when he was fighting that shield agent. Um, then you get a little part of Nick Fury's speech from the Avengers where he says, there is an idea you hear Hawkeye to Wanda from uh, Age of Ultron, where he says you're an Avenger. Um, you get Loki to Thanos as he dies in Infinity War. You will never be a god. Um, you get the line from Hulk in Avengers where he says, I'm always angry. Um, you sent my suit through the mail, Hank Pym in Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, and then there's something I can't, there's one line where I just can't make it out. It kind of sounds like Carly Morgenthau. But it's kind of it's at the part where all these things are coming so fast. So I couldn't make out what exactly that was. But almost on here, we hear uh, Doctor Strange. We say here Cassilius say time is the true enemy of us all, 
which is from Doctor Strange. We hear a baby crying, which I believe is baby Loki from Thor when uh, Odin finds him. I think that's what that, that clip is. And then we also start hearing some some a bunch of like real life clips. And I like this because with the subtitles, a lot of them were pointed out. Not all of them, but a lot of them were. So we heard uh, Alan Watts. We heard Neil Armstrong, Nelson Mandela. Um, and then we got more Loki stuff. We got more quotes. We got a uh, classic Loki saying glorious purpose. We get um, a, what is grief if not love persevering, which was vision from WandaVision. Um, and then we hear open your eyes, Sylvie talking to Loki. And we hear that actually line a couple times. So um, some things that I may or may not have found interesting about this, but there were six clips in the opening, which were either from or to Loki. Uh, not, not even counting one from Sylvia and one from classic Loki. So that's eight clips that revolve around the Loki character, which you could imagine being Loki, but four clips revolved around either Hank Pym or Scott Lang. So the majority of the clips outside of Loki come from what the two Ant-Mans. And it's interesting because we know who's going to be in the next Ant-Man movie, Mr. Kang, the conqueror. Kang. So but this, the person in this show is not Kang. really think about well, not Kang. No, not Kang. Yet. Not Kang. Is Kang. <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right so Every, I'm gonna, but it goes back to what i oh my god i just want to get into I'm it just I gonna, like, i'm gonna I take like, this after this these hours of breaking down and pausing makes me happy chris king i'm giving the the reins to you my friend yeah well i really i always appreciate jumping onto a podcast and then immediately thrown into a very very long list that's any i think that's what i'm looking for in most podcasts just just not just lists just a long list of, of descriptors of things that happened but then all that stuff happened then we get to the show uh, the last episode, and they are walking into the castle, uh, the one that we saw at the end of the last episode, immediately met with Miss Time, and kind of It still scared the crap about- out of me. <laughs> it just Why? Kind of jumps. Why? She just, like, jumped out there, like, did a jump yeah, yeah, scare. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was really good. I didn't I didn't expect that. Like, I, I just, I mean, we do call a lot of the, of the, you know, what's actually described in this episode. We do call a lot of that, but how this episode went, I don't know that I necessarily saw it going this way. No, no. Yeah, Miss Time pops up, kind of talks about Miss things. Minutes. And eventually sort of, what's that? Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, sorry. Miss Minutes, um, kind of going through what it, you know, what it is. But then what happens, Gunnar, is she mentions that the person in the castle, the person running it, the person running the sacred timeline is he who remains. And out loud, I said, Fuck on her. Fuck on her. Because I didn't, I, I I mean, if it's Loki, whatever, but it's just that it, it's what I said. Like, how dare they mess with us? If it's not Kang, then it's, then it's kind of ridiculous because they're just tr- this done just to throw us off. It's so obvious that is Kang. So then, you know, we're, we go to Rinslayer and Miss, uh, Miss Minutes uh, does say something to Rinslayer um, and talks about a file, gives her her time pad. Um, and then as this is going on, the two Lokis go to the elevator and meet he who remains. And he who remains just happens to be one Mr. Jonathan Majors, who will pe- play none other than Kang in the new Ant-Man movie. So I have so, this in my notes, but not only, not only is it John- when you first saw Jonathan Majors, were you like, yes, 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 I, yes, I, yes. I, did, I was as well. Yeah. Um, but not only was it Jonathan Majors, did you notice the costume he's wearing? 
<laughs> it's Immortuses, a, uh, costume. Immortuses costume. Dang it, no. Yes, I was going to say it. You son of a bitch. Minus yeah. the hat. You didn't have the, the head didn't gear. didn't have the hat, which of course you didn't. And obviously it's not a, uh 80-year-old white guy. But – yeah, I mean it's all there. It, did you ever read that those Avengers that I was talking about? Yes, that yeah. that three issue. It's just this. Yes. It's this. It's absolutely those issues are this. It's crazy. And I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. He chewed up every second of scenery that he was in, and sure I freaking loved it. <laughs> He's amazing. I haven't He's seen amazing. that much scenery chewing since Gary Oldman and Hannibal. It was <laughs> oh, so much. The yeah. fact, I mean, I, I saw it when he like went back, like he was mid, uh, you know, going through the story of everything. And he went back for that apple. Like, wow, this guy is having a time. Like, the, I don't, I, I guarantee you they, somebody told him to really soak this up because he's going to stretch it. This is it. This is the last episode. Him talking about what happened. And when it. he went, oh, man, <laughs> like, it's just great. Okay. He wasn't, I haven't seen him like that. No, I've only really seen him in, um. Love and country? No, 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 no. no. What's the, the show that he was yeah, in? Yeah, I'm trying he, to think Lovecraft. Lovecraft, Lovecraft yeah. right. I knew it was loving something. Yeah, he was in that, and he was really good, but he was not this. He no, was not this at all. Fantastic. Like, this is just a lot. And I don't know if you've seen him in, like, this and anything else. No, not really. But, but I'm just going to go through this, Gunner, because it's the, – the the speech when we're talking about is actually not, not going to take that long, and you sort no, of no, no. boil it down. Because essentially what it is is what – Kang is. So Kang and this one who in the credits is named He Who Remains. Yes. But both of them are essentially one a single person that is there's multiple versions over multiple. Yeah, he's a variant of of Kane. They're all variants of Kang. All Kangs are variants of other Kangs and and all wish that they were the real King. Again, it's no different than a Rick and Morty episode. I hate to do this, but there's a Rick and Morty episode that completely rips this off where there are multiple Mortys and they're all fighting the main Morty, but it, essentially, this is he who remains. This is, for all intents and purposes, not Kang, but just a Kang in a different timeline. A variant. And yeah. all of these guys, I mean, that's the benefit of this role for Jonathan Majors. He can show up wherever he wants. He could die at the end of every movie and come back as a different person who's still Kang. Like, there's so many things he could do. But he talks about how a version of him, this person, who is he who remains, was a scientist, I believe in the future, the our future, um, finds a way discovers that there's multiple universe, finds a way to cross those universes and realizes that one of the biggest dangers in the multiverse is another version of himself. So he essentially creates the sacred timeline and protects it to make sure there are no offshoots of that timeline to make sure that they don't open those alternate universes to a different Kang um, that could come and take over the entire multiverse. So way back in episode two, not to interrupt you, um, I yeah. pointed out a, lot, uh, a scene that I thought was very important when Loki was talking to, to Mobius and he's like, yeah, people don't expect me to be honest. Like, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I bet you that's going to be a big thing where Loki's going to do something that we ex don't expect him to be honest. This whole episode justified everything that happened. So far. The whole war, the Miss Minutes cartoon that we saw in the first episode, 100% yeah. true. Everything that Jonathan Major said, yeah. he who remains said in this episode, 100% true. And he even says, he's like, oh, it's so good to be honest. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh, man, no, you're right. There was no trickery here. Like it was, which is, again, what WandaVision was. WandaVision, there's so many ties to those two shows. WandaVision was told us what was happening the entire time. There wasn't this crazy ruse. There wasn't necessarily um, anything. In fact, the, you know. 
they, they you know they they talk about it on a regular basis, and then then at the end, it was essentially we thought it was so many different things because there's no way it could be this straightforward. And the biggest trick was to not have a trick at all, and it was straightforward. The same thing here, it's mm-hmm. he's protecting the sacred timeline from others that would invade, which is all himself. And the three versions was hilarious. The 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 animatronic robots who were the time the original timekeepers. Chuck E. Cheese. That was great. What's that? Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese. Yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. But that that was great because it was, you know, it, it came, I think he was doing that, again, to throw it off because he is the biggest villain of the multiverse. He's protecting from himself, which is Kang. And again, why I like this character so much. I I mean, the, other, the only other thing that happens really, Gunnar, in between, before we get to kind of the end to end, is Rinslayer, they, they find a version of uh, Hunter B-15 goes to uh, a timeline with Roosevelt High School yeah, yeah. and finds the other version of Ravana Rensselaer. And then nothing really happens with that high school teacher version of of her. But then at the end, she sort of just takes off. Yeah, yeah. Fine time. So at some point, they're going to ha- I, I would imagine they meet. Yeah. I, I, I hope that's what they do. But it's not and that's the thing is they're going to have a different timeline they're going to there's a new kang so this is the thing gutter is this so the essentially right now is there no multiverse because the sacred timeline has been maintained is that the deal like up until now there is no no multiverse? i think that's that, the case. i think that was the point where where i mean and part of the stuff is is still kind of confusing to me but i do believe yeah i think the whole main timeline or whatever they call that. I think that was them making sure that there was no multiverse, that there was one. There is a multi, there has to be a multiverse because there's multiple versions of Loki's, right? Yeah. I mean, but I think that's, that's what they do is they, they, when, when the branch splits off, they go and they prune it and then they send that split off to the void. But what I understand is, I mean, but they're, they're, her stuff that doesn't split like the whole Avengers time heist. Like they let that go for whatever reason. Well, because, well, because it wasn't a split. That was part of the sacred timeline. They talk about that. Yeah, I know. They said that was what it was supposed to, it was supposed to do. So, so somehow that keeps with the timeline and all that stuff was supposed to happen. It's because it's the whole theory and I don't want to get too in our brains about it, but it's, if it's supposed to happen, there wouldn't be a different timeline like that. They were never going to be, in that situation with Endgame, and that they were never going to be in that situation. Was it because they went to back to the points and returned the stones? To be, yeah. Oh, okay. If they if they get, didn't go back in, but that's interesting. So I guess that's the thing is like there is no multiverse, but now because of all these timelines, we've opened up a world of multiverse. Which this is this this episode essentially to me, and, and going back to the uh, I, I would say very long list that we started with at the beginning of the podcast podcast. Uh, I think all that stuff happened because this is the beginning of the new wave. Yeah. Like this is it. This is what we're going to, this is what we're doing. This is where it's going. Um, and it's going to be a ride and man, I am hyped about it. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's how they did it. It's so awesome, but it, it was essentially just, this is just Loki is just a doorway to this, this multiverse ride that we're going to be on for probably the next, what, five years. Yeah. Something. And I, and it will end in the yet to be announced. Um, Secret Wars. That's how this will all end. Maybe. Yeah. And we'll I think Secret Wars is going to have everyone from uh, from uh, uh, Charles Xavier from the original yeah. Fox X-Men universe to I think it's going to be 
everything's going to come back. You think so? You think that you think that that's the deal? Is they're going to bring it out, and then the culmination of it will be to close out the multiverse? Maybe that's a culmination. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I think that they they can do a lot with it. I think that. I mean, I don't know. I definitely don't know. But that, what it could be at the very least, whether I'm sure they have to have an end somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. what it really does is open up a lot of these. It's basically what happened to Disney and Marvel is that as they're gobbling up all these different things, it's like, hey, listen, the doors just opened to these universes that we didn't have access to before. It's literally what happened in real life. And so now they have access to Fox and, and, you know, the X-Men, you know, they they got access to Spider-Man. And and I don't know if they maintain that, but this opens up an entire the Fox purchase just opens up a huge new world um, to what they're going to be doing in the multiverse. I mean. For me, I, I, I hate to keep harping on it. For me, I, I'm excited about the X-Men. And I think that this somehow opens the door to X-Men. Yeah, but also opens the door to Fantastic Four. And the the another villain that I'm a huge fan of, Galactus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. At some point, we'll get Galactus. Yeah, yeah. So I got a couple things that, uh, just that we kind of glossed over a lot of stuff. But uh, some, yeah, some yeah. interesting stuff. So at Absolutely. one point, they're deciding to go in the castle. Sylvie reminds Loki that she was pruned before he ever existed. She's like, I've been waiting for this my entire life. So was she trying to say that, that her timeline was pruned before Loki was born? Is that what she's trying to say here? I didn't Because when understand. I think prune, I'm thinking getting sent to the void. That's what I took prune. But I, get, I think that's what she was trying to say there. Um, but I, I still, it's still confusing. And maybe there are somebody, there are people smarter than us that could explain it. But essentially, if it's, if it's one single timeline that's maintained, right? And so we have all these offshoots. We're like, let's talk about hers. Let's talk about her offshoot is that she was born a girl. I mean, honestly, that's probably the big difference. And somehow, do we know why she was pruned? Do you know, do we know why? I mean, Other than they they never, one? they did never explain it. I, like I said earlier, a couple of uh, earlier episode, I think is that she, I think they knew now, now looking back, I think they knew that she was the one that had to kill. Uh, okay. No, that makes sense. That and makes I think sense. that's why she was pruned. Um, that makes sense. But I mean, I yeah, I, I think that makes sense why she was pruned. But again, he also, I mean, it contradicts itself because he then gives them that printout. And he said, I, I've known everything that was going to happen up until this very moment. And at this point now, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So More on that you know, maybe he later. did it. Maybe he did it because he had to. Maybe this is part of the ultimate timeline. It's just a <laughs> we're getting really theological here i mean it becomes like the god situation like well why would he do that maybe it was always supposed to be that way Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 just deep but i I think what it means her being born and this is maybe what it means to prune a single timeline is that they go in there and they that's the timeline so in that timeline the daughter who was loki was destroyed so do they go back and make it so situation and everything sort of ha- fell into place so that it would be the Loki Loki prime. Is that what happens? Like they keep trimming it back until it's just the Loki prime Loki. I and then he's so. allowed to move through. I think so. I don't, that wasn't yeah. very well explained. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, some more stuff I have. Uh, so Miss minutes actually congratulates the Lokis and tells them that he who remains is impressed and that he remains, uh, asks and controls all um and at the end he is only he who remains um and he wants to offer them a deal so we get the scene with miss minutes and ravana which uh, we can kind of get into that but like do you, i still think ravana knows nothing until miss minutes comes and shares with her i think yeah no i don't think she does 
I, yeah. know anything. So I, I think it's. I think she was doing her job. I think what yeah. that was the deal is she was there and she was just doing her job. And then she found out. She still sees as she finds the truth out. She still basically the same thing is is basically what he who remains is saying. What John the Major is saying is like, listen, I don't want to do this. I don't want to kill Loki's and do all these things. But this needs to happen. And I think mm-hmm. when she when she finds out, she's like, listen, that's it's not great that they lied to me or that I used to be human, but the ends justify the means. And I think that's what they both kind of say yeah. in this. Like they're both that relatively, there's no real, that's, that's a cool thing about what Marvel's been doing lately is there's no real bad guy. Yeah. Right. Now right. Because, not. because the, that's the thing is like, he was using the TVA to protect them. The way he was doing it was not right. And it's really questionable um, means to, to do it. But the end he was doing it to say, overall, I'm doing this to save you because multiverses will be destroyed if if i'm allowed to kind of come into this universe because if a good version of me can do this a horrible ver- version of me able to do this will be terrible yeah so it just says a lot yeah so a couple other things um when they the lokis get into that kind of room that they're in before he who remains shows up you see the timekeepers statues of the timekeepers and there's a fourth timekeeper statue like busted on the ground did you notice that Oh no! Well, wait do, in 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 um like when they walk into the room before the, the door opens and uh, he who remains walks in. There's yeah, but I think I think that would just be because there's yeah. I mean, what do you think it is? Well, I looked it up and there is a fourth timekeeper in Marvel. So in the comics, um, there was a fourth timekeeper named the Oracle of Siwa S I W A which the Oracle of Siwa was a timekeeper who was exiled to ancient Egypt, who informed the fantastic four of uh, Ramades that Ramades had planned to trap them in the past. Um, and that his plan was to conquer present day. So I don't know if this is, if this means anything that they have these timekeeper statues and one of them's busted, but in the comics, you know, that's how that's essentially how the fantastic four found out about Kang was this fourth timekeeper was kind of banished to ancient Egypt. Oh yeah. 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 So. Well, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the first appearance. I believe that's the first appearance of Kang. It's yes. just not the true Kang. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, and then I put this, we meet he who remains who's played by Jonathan majors is wearing a Mortis's outfit from the comic minus the headgear. And I don't know if you noticed this, his face is like cast in a blue shadow. And, who has a blue face in the comics? Kang. Kang. So, yeah. uh, well, I mean, it's cool because that set, it's this set reminded me of the final set in Mystery Men. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the colors and everything. That's what it looks like. It looks like the same set they use for the fight. The, the, what's his name's mansion in Mystery Men. That's what this looks like. Yes. Which, man, I love Mystery Men and you hate it. I know you do. It's a terrible movie. It's just blue and it's super purple. And all I kept thinking is like, you don't see a lot of purple (laughs) anymore in movies. But this this harkens back to like a late 90s, like, or early 2000s. Like, I feel like there were a couple movies that were doing this, but Mystery Men immediately came to mind. So uh, when we meet He Who Remains, you mentioned it, but he's eating an apple. Yeah. Um, So, of course, I mentioned earlier in this show, there was another apple scene um, that, so Dr. Strange was practicing his time manipulation on an apple. Um, and then do you remember where the apple showed up earlier in the season? In the series? In the season? In the series, yeah. No. So Loki was doing his quiz on the computer with Miss Minutes, 
And the question was about Thanos eating an apple. So also oh. another uh, another apple reference in the Bible, the devil tempts Adam and Eve with an apple. Right. And like in the Bible, Eve, a.k.a. Tempt, uh, Sylvie, is tempted to kill he who remains, succumbs to the temptation, kills who remains. So should we call him he who remains? Should we call him the serpent? Should we call him the devil? Or did we finally get Mephisto in this series? <laughs> no. No, we did not. No. <laughs> Although, what a cheap way for Marvel to go. Like, if they just say, like, every villain is a different version of this guy. Like, he's just like, I'm just playing. Uh, they got me for a really good deal. I'm Jonathan Majors, and I'm playing every villain from here on out because every villain is just a version of Kang. No, we did not get Mephisto. <laughs> so B-50, I put B-52. I don't think it's B-52. <laughs> um, and Mobius, they go to Fremont, Ohio, 2018. Yeah, And yeah, we find yeah. out that, that Ravana is a principal um, in Ohio, 2018. But... Did you see the diploma on the wall in her office? No. It did not say Ravana Renslayer. Oh, what did it say? It said Rebecca to Mornier. <laughs> this is, uh, you know what's funny, Gunnar, is if you, because you were right on so much, the revelations in this are very minimal. <laughs> like, <there's> not, <laughs> but like, no, like, cool. so she is not Ravana Renslayer, at least not in this timeline. Well, just no different than than Jonathan Majors yeah. isn't Kang in this timeline. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, none of them are the same. I mean, just there's two Lokis right now, and there's one's called Loki, one's called Sylvie. I mean, they, that's the deal. Like they're not they're not the same. It's different. I mean, that's where it gets sort of confusing when they go to that time. So where did they go to get to see high school uh, Ravana Rensler? Where did they go? Imagine if they just. No multi- but if there's no multiverse, do they just go before she was taken? Is that where they went? I'm assuming. I mean, how do they go back to the Renaissance Fair in the second or third episode? I think that's the deal is they're essentially just traveling. Okay, so I guess that makes sense. So they're essentially traveling through different pockets on a single timeline, different points in a single timeline. And and within that timeline, decisions are made that could possibly split to a new timeline, which that's the thing is every I mean, if we look at. You know, if you look at like Stephen Hawking, according to Stephen Hawking, a universe is created every time a decision is made. So every time you do one thing, the other decision breaks off to another multiverse, right? So this is this is essentially saying they they would have to alter every decision, every uh, every decision that doesn't go with this timeline, they would have to break. So let's not get too deep into it. But essentially, what it seems like they're doing, and when they find the other version of Ravana Rensselaer, it's essentially they go back to the timeline before she was taken. It has to be. Yeah, I agree. It has to be before she was taken. Just like Loki, they go back and they take Loki when it was about to be a girl and they take the different versions of Loki where he would have, whatever would have branched off to become like barbarian Loki or those different Lokis. They go back in time, take it. But what they would have to do, and maybe we're overthinking it, but what they'd have to do is they'd have to go erase all the way back, go farther back. Yeah. Then before those decisions were made, you know, so going, I don't know. That's where her being a girl is a little confusing because I think they broke the branch off too late. It essentially just means that they never had a mm-hmm. girl Loki. So he also found out that he who remains, t- he tells the Lokis that every step they made, he paved the road. So um, he, he, he remains also tells the Lokis that he's been called many different names by different people, a rule, yeah. a conqueror. <laughs> Uh, we yeah. learned that there were many versions uh, or many uh, versions and these variants were each trying to protect their own universe, which broke out into war. Um, 
He also points out that Loki, the Lokis came to kill the devil. <clears throat> Mephisto. Uh, he remains, tells him that the TVA is the only thing that works, which again, this episode proves everything that has been said is a hundred percent true. Yeah. So the only thing, the other, the one thing I did want to talk about a little bit, and I want to get your opinion of it is I like this show. I love this episode. Loved it. No complaints at all. It was fantastic. Right or wrong, I would have really liked it. I just one thing because Jonathan Majors, we're really opening up that Jonathan Majors is going to be a big part of the Marvel universe. I think he's he's a great actor. I think he's going to blow up in the next couple of years, specifically because of what he's going to do. It's going to be great. But what I would ask you is like, is is this episode good for everybody? Like, I'm wondering if we've swung the pendulum a little too far towards you and I, people that just are want to know every single inch of the Marvel universe and want to know every single thing that might happen and do that versus some, a casual person, you know, just somebody that likes Marvel movies watching this and sitting there watching just this conversation about what's going on. I don't know if they would be as interested. Well, I don't know I, and it depends on how it is deployed. This strategy of, of bringing in Kang. And I mean, cause yeah, Kang could show I'm talking up. about this episode. I'm talking about this specific episode. Like it was just a guy talking the whole time. Yeah. It was just but a guy explaining I, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know because, like you said, it it's made for us. Like we're the ones that right. did it up. We're the ones that loved it. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I, I guess I just it was interesting to think about because I don't know because my my wife is watching Loki and she hasn't seen the last episode yet, but she's not. She just thinks it's just okay. Yeah, my it's wife couldn't okay. even get into it, but now I keep trying to tell her I'm like Loki is great. You need. But to I think that, that that's the deal. Is like it's really just. It's this is just basically kind of tying up and sowing some seeds for what we're going to see in the future. And we're seeing Loki is essentially what I would say WandaVision was too, is Loki's just these little kind of pockets and glimpses into what the potential of these timelines could be. Right. And for us, that's great. It's like, Oh man, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? But as pure, as far as just pure entertainment, this episode, and especially when you compare it to something like, you know, Black um, Widow, which you and I have yeah. seen, which we're not going to talk about. Black Widow is definitely like, it's not talking about anything. It's not going anywhere. It, it, honestly, kind of immediately cuts itself from the larger Marvel universe and saying, listen, this is not really connected to anything. It's sort of in this lull within the actual timeline. And we're just going to hang out and have a good time. That's when, not what the show is. And that's what I'm thinking is, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think what they're doing is they have these shows and these kind of conversations for people like us and for the general public watching these shows, there's a lot of really good action in this too. But then for people that are just, I just want to watch a good Marvel movie and kind of see it through. They still have, you know, Black Widow, you know, coming out. And I think that's kind of where they're going too with some of the new new movies coming out. Yeah, so I think one thing that Marvel I think had done a great job with so far is containing their movies for the people that I mean, with this gigantic universe, you could look at it and be like, dude, that's just too much. I can't I can't invest yeah. the time. But if you right. think about it, if you watch Iron Man One, you can watch Iron Man Two. And then you can watch yeah. Iron Man 3 and not really be that lost, missing Facts. all the Absolutely. other movies. And but like, the question is, Gunnar, to that, can you watch Loki and not know anything else? Like, let's say I'm brand new to the Marvel Universe. I'm going to just start with Loki. Like, there's a lot. It would be very confusing. But you know what? This is the thing. This is what comic books – and what I get, it's great for me. It's all fantastic for me. But why comic books started getting into a bad place. Like, well, you can't jump in in the middle. You got to know all this other stuff. And and that's the deal is it's not sort of severing. 
Infinity War and saying, here's our new wave, jump in here if you want. It's intertwining all of this. So as you move to the next wave, you're going to probably have to meet, know all this other stuff. But maybe not. Maybe that's what the multiverse is. It's like it's all on the table, so you don't have to watch every single thing. But on the other side of it, what it's doing is creating a universe. Like it is creating all these different things for you and I to kind of grab everywhere. And like, wow, it really fleshes it out. Well, just, and I think there's just, enough people like you and I that they're fine with yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's and more I mean, people yeah. like me that honestly gave two craps about Marvel until I saw Captain America 2. I saw all those movies. None of them really interesting. The first two Iron Mans were kind of cool, but when I yeah. saw the one, I didn't even like the first Avengers movie. Oh, When I, I saw like Winter Soldier, I'm like, holy crap, this was awesome. And it made me, and then Guardians came out. And I'm like, this was awesome too. And then yeah. Ant-Man, I'm like, I love this too. I'm like, maybe I'm a big Marvel fan. I didn't realize it. <laughs> and that's when I started going back and I started yeah. purchasing all the Marvel movies. I didn't I didn't own any Marvel movies yeah. um, on you know DVD or anything. And I went back and, and I got to the point that it made me a fan and it made me want to go back. Well, I think that's the difference between movies and comic books. Your point is there, there's not, it's not like this barrier of entry to go back and watch all, read all these books. You can always go back and watch the movies. It's really, if you're just more interested and want to know more about what things are, you have the option to kind of go back and kind of get the history, but they're just making it. I do like, and again, it's crazy. I pinch myself to realize like how, I feel like it's a little it's almost too catered to me, but it's all so amazing. Like for for 12 year old me to kind of watch this stuff and they're doing all these little things they're dropping these little um, this little bit of information. But that's what makes it also makes it rewatchable. Right. Because you can watch it and go down the road. And if we watch Avengers or something else from 10, 15 years ago, we're going to pick up the things that apply mm-hmm. in these shows, and these movies. I think that's pretty cool. Could you imagine going back to 12 year old Chris and be like, so sit down, kid, sit down. So we're going to get. All these movies. All of it. <laughs> we're going to get this movie called Infinity War that has all the Avengers. It has the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? Oh, don't worry. You'll see. Um, and <laughs> no, Thanos I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's amazing. It's all all of it. It's just all like that. See that thing in that issue? See that 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 uh, issue of uh, of X-Men that you're reading? That's going to happen in a movie. Yeah. That's going to be in a movie someday. One day that Thanos copter will be in a TV show. Like. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, yeah, and then I, you know, twelve-year-old me would say, "Get away from me! You're probably a pedophile." But that's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane. It's just nuts, and it's popular and it's huge, and I think that's great. I would say that for me, and this is such a nerd thing to say, for me, comic books were as punk rock as I got, <laughs> you know, when I was twelve, because they were called, they were at the time, they were sort of like alternate counterculture thing, and then they, they blew up huge for a little bit in the nineties. But then it's definitely not what it is now. People were – it's just crazy. So to see it be part of this mainstream, I think I'm still a little concerned that at some point it blows up and then it kind of dies out. It's like the this fad of things like comic book movies were just this, this thing that's popped up. But I think that they've learned so much that they're doing everything they can. It's really hard to see – that this is plateaued yet. I mean, and, and we'll see what these new movies make, but man, they just keep making good stuff. I just really hope like it. Kevin Feige lives forever because I, I fear when he leaves that something that the, the Marvel multiverse will be in serious danger then. Um, so I got a couple yeah. more, I got a couple more things. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he who remains gives the Loki's two choices. Uh, they kill him all this stuff. You know, so they don't have just one devil. 
they'll have an intimate. So essentially what, what my incoherent English was there, they got two options. They can either live as the new rulers of the TVA right. or kill uh, he who remains and unleash the hell of Kang the Conqueror. Um, and of course he mentions one devil, devil again, more devils, more devils. No. Anyway. So and then we get, I think my favorite moment of this episode, um, when he who remains, we'll just say crosses the threshold. So he gets to the point where he doesn't know what's going on anymore. Like one was like seven, eight, yeah. nine, nine, ten 10 seconds ago. So, um, and we hear that moment, like that moment is very clear. Thunder strikes, lightning. We, we, we can see lightning behind him, the time frames, and thunder strikes. And that is the moment where he's gotten to the point where he can't see anything else. Right. And does that, that scene is, should be familiar. Did it remind you of another scene in Marvel? No. Doctor Strange, when uh, the Ancient One finally passes away. Uh, they're in the hospital and she's uh, like i have never been able to see past this point oh and then if you look if you watch that scene again there's thunder in the background and yeah wow and she, no i did not know that she, i didn't i don't dies. think that i've ever seen uh dr strange all the way through i'm not a fan of it but it, i mean this the the similarities between that scene and this are pretty awesome yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. And I, I, I've said many times, I have a lot to say about Doctor Strange. I don't, a lot of people like it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. For me personally, I don't know what it is. I think it's really boring and I cannot get through it. I think, <laughs> I don't know why. I, don't I think know why. the next Doctor Strange, though, is going to blow us all away. Probably. I don't know why, specifically just Doctor Strange. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because everybody else likes it and it's so, I think it's well known as a really, really good Marvel movie. And I think everybody in there is great. It's just for me. And obviously the two Thors prior to Ragnarok are significantly worse than I don't like the first Avengers movie. I just find it cheesy and they're wearing cheesy costumes and they didn't like it. They didn't get to the point that they are now. Um, No, but they're not supposed to. This is the beginning. And I think that's the point is like you're supposed to look at it in the same. I think that's why I just feel like the first Avengers was just kind of forced. But by the time we get to Age of Ultron. It took them five years to get there. No, but what I mean is, I don't know. I just feel like the movie, like, well, we got all these characters, you know, they kind of half-assed got them all together, I feel. I don't know. I don't know. What? It made sense when they got them together. They've been getting them together forever. There was like, hey, we we may need somebody. And then the, the Infinity Stones kept popping up. But, I, I, I think that the difference, though, the difference is, though, is hindsight, even, even movie now, just because things are kind of changing so quickly, Going back from, or also because we're old and time just seems to be moving faster. But if you look at, of course, if you look at Infinity War, um, you know, Endgame, compared to the first Avengers, yes, there's a significant difference. There's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, that's the deal. Is like, this but even Age it. of Ultron, I feel like, was more. And, you know, that's the deal. Yeah. That's the progression. Yeah. The progression yeah. is the threat. The threat level will constantly slowly progress. And that's the deal is that first threat shouldn't have been like, man, that movie killed it. I think it did. I think it's great that his costume is ridiculous. But at I the same time, I wasn't into Marvel. So this wasn't something I've waited to see my whole life. Which a lot of well, people and that's did. the thing, too, is like I have been I and, I and people have always said I was never really excited about any comic book movie i just think that they just did okay x-men specifically i was happy to see you not X-Men, seen any of the punishers because <laughs> all of them i've seen all of them and that's the thing it's like i saw x-men i'm like 
it's all right. And everybody just talked about how great it was. I just didn't think it was that great. And then like the Spider-Man, I tried to jump on board. I tried to force myself into liking the Sam Raimi Spider-Man stuff. I don't like Tobey Maguire. I don't like how Spider-Man did it. I like them now because they're hilarious. Like the last, the last one, Spider-Man three, I liked it a lot more in our rewatch because it's really funny how bad it is, but I I'm, I'm okay with that stuff now because this is hitting all the buttons and Avengers did the same thing. Captain America's costume was terrible, hands down, but I think it was supposed to be. Like, it was better in the first movie. They made this cheesy version so that you could look back and compare it to you look where we are now versus where we started. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what does it. But the other thing, I would, the only takeaway I have, uh, my, my biggest slight against Avengers, is they really tried to make the Black Widow matter in the first Avengers movie and be important. But she was just a regular lady with two very small handguns. There's no way <laughs> that she should have been fighting aliens. <laughs> But, so I got so yeah, two, two more little things. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, all the notes yeah. I have. So the Loki's fight, then they finally kiss and she pushes Loki through the door. And we will get into this in, in a second, but how he's in a brand new timeline. We'll get to that. Um, but the last thing I just want to mention is I noticed in the end credits that Eugene Cordero was billed. And I'm like, man, I didn't see Casey at all in this episode. My sec and then my second watch, I found him. So if you look in the credits, Eugene Cordero is billed as Hunter K5E. Oh. And so I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, and so when he they get back to that timeline after uh he goes through and he oh. and he runs, he he he's kind of running in the main in the main law office, and all these agents come running in. And he, you can he meaning Loki. He mean, Loki. He meaning Loki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hear Eugene Cordero say, reporting to the armory, sir. So in this new timeline, Casey is no longer an analyst. He's Hunter K5E. Yeah. And you know what, Chris? That is not dumb. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, well, let's, yeah, we can kind of get to the, to how it kind of closes out. So when essentially Loki, um, this is the Back to, to the Future ending of this. Like, Back to the Future Yeah, one. Yeah, no, very, very good call. Everything is different. Why does Loki, I can't remember as we're sitting here, I, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember why Loki leaves. Why does Loki just leave? Does she kick she, him out? Yeah, she kicks him through yeah, the door. Yeah, she kicks him out. So she kicks him out, and then she's essentially given the choice to kill to kill he who remains. If she does, obviously it opens the timeline, and this is everything the TVA has been put in place to protect. She kills him. Loki, when Loki goes back, realizes that the timeline that he's in, and I actually, I sent this question to you over a text. I don't know if he goes to a different timeline, a different universe than his own, a different piece of the multiverse, or if he's, if his own universe, his reality has now been altered. Yeah, I think it's like Back to the Future. When he goes back to his reality, you yeah. know, his dad is cool now, and Biff is washing the car. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that's, it was crazy how they just sort of left that with you because it wasn't this boom ending. It was just kind of this subtle ending. And again, if you were like us, we're thinking about things and over analyzing the whole thing. But if you're not really paying attention, that title kind of putters out or and that uh, ending sort of putters and out. And I'm not going to lie. Every single person that I've spoken to about Loki has asked me that same question. You did like, so is that like a different universe? So, yeah. and it really took me a second watch to really like kind of, Oh, Okay. Because his timeline still exists. Yeah. Oh, it's got a lot of feedback. His timeline, it still exists. It's not like it was deleted. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to do this, but it seems like he's not in his timeline anymore. That he's he's 
now part of one of the branches. And that timeline, that timeline is still there's a main timeline. But I don't know. It's then you're then you're just getting kind of in the weeds of the whole thing. But I don't know. But it's just that's the thing is, and that's where we're kind of going to be. And you don't. I think going forward, we're we're not necessarily going to be in a single universe. And maybe that's not going to matter. But we don't know what multiverse, what piece of the multiverse we're going to be watching going forward with these Marvel movies. If you really start thinking about it, it gives you a headache. It gives yeah. me a headache. Um, so my only disappointment in this almost perfect episode was that we did get no post credit scene. Nothing. I was so ticked the off. The only thing we I was got like, they was gotta have one. See, Loki will be back in season two, but... I mean, yeah, that really disappointed me. Yeah, just give us a give us a bullcrap one. A lot of time in these movies, we get bullcrap yeah. ones. I think that I think one of the post credits in WandaVision was kind of the the skull the scroll one was just kind of tacked it was just kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah, like I'm fine. Just give me one of those. If just give yeah. us one, yeah. because it's I solid. think it lessens Endgame not having an, an end credit scene because it's like wow, this is the only Marvel movie to not get an end credit scene. And it made that ending so much more powerful. And I'm yeah, but this isn't a movie. This didn't. isn't a movie. Yeah, but they've all had post end credit scenes. And this oh, one... Sh- what was the post credit scene in Falcon Winter Soldier? So you got two of them. You got uh, Sharon Carter getting reinstated. Uh, and then yeah, you got the Val uh, giving him the the new uh, US agent. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's... Man, the the thing is, I mean, think I understand what you're saying, but on a completely different note, that there's a lot kind of coming up. There's right. a lot for them. I mean, you could say it's a lot to kind of like how are they going to fit this all together, but optimistically, it's just a lot to play with because if you think about the scrolls and everything the scrolls mean, especially when we we think I still would say that Sharon Carter. I think you said it. Sharon Carter is possibly a scroll. So we have all that timeline going on with uh, secret with the potential of secret invasion, which they're definitely going to do as well as this other timeline of secret wars. It's just a lot. There's a lot to play with. I I think if I'm optimistic, there's a lot for them to kind of do, especially if they're opening shows and movies. So do you think that the justification of no end credit scene is that Loki's not over? We're getting season two. So why would we have a post credit scene? Because there's no, this isn't the end. This is just essentially the middle of the season. I th- to me, this is honestly, when you say like, well, that kind of discredits Endgame, if this is another show without that, this is as big, to me, this is as big, if not a bigger deal than Endgame. Rather than, this is not a door closing, this is a door opening, yeah. a multiverse. And what's your what's your post-credit scene going to be? Another peek into the multiverse? You can't do that. Like, that's the thing is like, there's there's too much of it to kind of even peek it at. It could be like, what's classic Loki huge. and alligator Loki and kid Loki being, ha <laughs> they thought, you know. <laughs> I think they're gone though. That's the point. Is like, does that still exist? Like, what happens there? And all the if if, if now timelines are allowed to branch, different things and Kang's around. What happens to the timeline that they're on? I mean, I think it just opens up too much. And I think that's the deal. Is like, this is such a big deal. To your point, the reason maybe they did this is because like the only time we've ever done this is Endgame, and that was a huge deal because it was the closing of this huge culmination of things that we've done. This is in the same line as this is a very big beginning to what we're about to do. You know, that's that's why I think I think you're right. I think it is kind of a nod to Endgame. And I think these it's it's the watcher. It's the watcher. When you know that happened, it's time to pay attention. And so if the watcher shows up, you should pay attention. If if there's no end credits, like this is something huge. I, I think that's that's what I get from that. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris, I mean, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I really it was did. great. Really it was did. great. I mean, I'm I'm more this this actually got me excited more so than the next Loki or things are coming up, but the next trailer we're gonna see. 
because I think there's definitely been they're holding back trailers until they kind of get this out there. Yeah, I think Spider-Man definitely for sure. Yep. Where they're waiting on this. And we know, I mean, we know Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, but I think that we see trailers for those that are just going to blow our minds. Yeah. Like I think just it, it, it's going to be I don't know. It, it, I, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. And that's, that's, that's what they've, and I, I, I talk about this a lot because I feel like I'm, I, at least for me, I'm getting more excited about the potential of what I'm about to watch versus what I'm actually watching. Yeah. But I, I am, and I don't care. I think Marvel is genius to have their next two movies still at a point where movies are, you know, important. Uh, Eternals and Ching Chi, which I think are both big risks on Marvel's point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they're, it's such a great idea to have them be the, essentially you got black widow, but be the first two, uh, you know, black widow was a flashback essentially of standalone. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so these are the next two entries in the Marvel cinematic universe film wise, mm-hmm. and they're the big risks. So I think it's good. The fact that if these two movies bomb, which I don't think they will I think Marvel's mm-hmm. Mar- right now, Marvel is essentially like, you know, bomb proof i mean well, i think it's gonna take a lot of bombs in a row if these two movies bomb we got spider-man coming up right after that and dr strange and i think those movies any momentum lost by shang chi and uh, eternals will definitely be made up for with these next 10 movies that we have coming out you know love and thunder and and uh ant-man Mania. like those are gonna blow everyone away so, and I, and I don't think, I think Eternals is going to set up mutants. That's where I think we're going to, we're going to find out about the deviant gene. And I think we are going to find out that that's what makes mutants. That does quote unquote deviant gene from Eternals. Um, I could be wrong, but that's my prediction. Maybe. I mean, I think if they give us mutants in Eternals, no one will care how crappy that movie is. Well, I don't think it's going to be crappy. I don't think it's, it's going to be crappy. It's, it's just going to be different. Have I, you I think, seen Kumal that, Nanjani without his shirt on in that movie? He's ripped. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. But <laughs> I, I mean, I know he's been working very hard. But I think that um, the only thing I would say about it, maybe they'll do that with mutants and or the multiverse. There's a million ways to open up mutants right now. And there's going to be tons of speculation until it happens. But the thing that's mutants, um, the thing about mutants that Stan Lee talked about, which I think is hilarious, is the mutant gene was essentially because he couldn't come up with any other reason for superheroes. Like he just ran out of ideas for how superheroes were made. Like everybody, every superhero has a story. It's like, I don't know, just they're mutants. That's the deal. They just are mutants, which is, the, which is funny, but to explain why mutants are around kind of defeats that piece in the Marvel universe, which again is, it's totally fine. It's just always, I always like the fact that mutants were just, I like it. Like that's the, just this new, um, they turned it into this new evolution of humans, which I think was really cool. And that's why they don't know about, but I think the fact that Stanley just ran out of ideas on why they exist. I think I'd like to stay with that, but whatever they do to introduce Wolverine is the Marvel universe. I don't care. That'll be awesome. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone is looking forward to. Yeah. 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 So any final thoughts on this Chris? Nope. Just very excited about what's, what's coming up next. I'm very excited about how this impacts the rest of, I mean, the Marvel universe and what we see going forward. I mean, it's a lot. What's the next thing we have coming up? So let me ask you about what if, because I watched that trailer again and it seems to me like those stories are related. 
Like, it seems to me like they kind of bleed into each other like they're one universe. Well, this is the thing, Gunner, is this what that's why I'm talking about why this ending was such a big deal and why there's no post credit scene. This changes everything. Like, maybe what if does impact somewhere? Because essentially, what the what if doesn't exist is just like, hey, let's do a what if. It's in line with the rest of the Marvel universe. So, yeah, so, so what if exists because now there's all these multiverses. What I'm saying is, if the what if are not standalone episodes, if what if is a, a different look at the Marvel universe, like if they go one episode into another, man, maybe we should talk about it. I don't know. I mean, that's I something off the air that we could talk about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Part of me is is thinking we should we should talk about what if. But anyway, um, next week we are going to do our Black Widow uh, breakdown and discuss it, which will be it'll be cool uh, doing it doing it uh, up here. So uh, yeah. enjoy that next week. Um, and uh, after what if, I guess in the fall we get Hawkeye. I think that's the next. I think we get Hawkeye sometime in like maybe September-ish. And then mm-hmm. I think we get uh maybe November, December, we get Ms. Marvel or uh yeah, the Kamala Khan show, uh Ms. Marvel. Um, and then you know, we we know we got Shang-Chi coming out in um I th- I wanna say Shang-Chi's in o- September, October, Eternals is November. Spider-Man is December. So we've got lots of stuff coming out. Plenty of stuff to chat yeah. about. No, no, no. Absolutely. No, I'm just looking at that. There's there's a lot. No, there's tons of stuff. Um, yeah, we might we might yeah, we could talk about it. we might there might it seems like there might be a break though, because I am like a week away maybe from having a baby. So I think well, that there you, might be a but your wife. Yeah, you're I, not I, having I a not. baby. I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna be around when the baby's there. You just stand there to thumbs up and cut the cord like you did something. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. This is my contribution, especially as within the nine months, my contribution is nothing compared to what my wife is doing. I'm just hanging out, watching it happen. Like, well, that's weird. I definitely do not get the credit that a mom should get for sure. All I know is my wife, when I went with her to doctor's visits, her blood yeah. pressure was super high. And, and they're like, seriously, almost uh, admitted her. Like your blood pressure is really high. And she's like, well, my husband's here. And then the next week, <laughs> I, next week I didn't go to the doctor with her and her blood pressure was like perfect. What does that mean? I why is her blood pressure? I don't know. But she knew. She knew that uh, that was why. I don't know. Well, my, Maybe animosity. I don't know. Jesus. All right. Well, that's another podcast and another <laughs> another situation <laughs> altogether, I suppose. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So next week, Black Widow, and uh, yeah, and then the multiverse, the new history. Yeah. Of of Marvel, where we're going. So I, I think after, if not if not before Black Widow, maybe the week after, we're gonna have some trailers to talk about because I think stuff is gonna come out. Yeah. I think we're gonna start seeing stuff the next couple weeks. I yeah. agree. So, uh, well, guys, you know where to find us: wideopenmike.net. All of our fun stuff, all our podcasts. Chris, remember next next week, go for the head. Yeah.